the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome to the CHS Coaches Show, and I'm your host, Tony Landry, along with uh, head coach and athletic director, uh, Scott Watney. And, of course, the CHS Coaches Show can be heard every Monday night from uh, a little after 6 till about 6.45 every week during the football season, and then uh, every other week beginning in January to the end of the school year. And, of course, the CHS Coaches Show is brought to you in part by Armitage Jewelry, Gulf America Wire Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sester Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, R&R Glass, Coca-Cola, Hennigan Team uh, Dentistry, the UPS Store, Catholic High School, Mustin Patu, United Companies, BNL, BNL Engine Repair, along with uh, Seahorse Manufacturing. And uh, we're here in the uh, downtown New Iberia at the studios of Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240, located at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, as I mentioned. Uh, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, you can listen to the CHS Coaches Show while streaming on the Internet at www. K-A-N-E-1240.com, and you can now listen to Kane, as I mentioned uh, moments ago, on the FM band at 107.5. Also, if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240, and it will. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Coach, uh, yeah, it was a pretty tough loss last Friday night to a trailblazer team that uh, – Playing down in class, uh, they're a AAA school basically, and showing uh, that their four and six record was pretty misleading. And uh, the the Trailblazers are one of the bigger teams I've seen all year uh, doing Catholic high games. And uh, you and uh, you know, regards to opponents you played this year, uh, they also could run on the edges really well. Uh, furthermore, just couldn't get the Panthers running game going. Also, uh, having a few starters out of the game due to illness, one being a, a running back, and the others pretty good uh, players for you. And then CHS lost a wide receiver in the game. Luke Landry had an off night throwing the football, was 11 for 31 for 119 yards and a touchdown. And uh, when the score was 7 to 14 at the half and CHS receiving the uh, Opening kickoff for the second half, Panthers were definitely uh, in to reach and tie things up, though a three and out, and the Trailblazers just grinded out in the second half. And time of possession really told the score of the game. They had it almost 60% of the time. And uh, Lake Charles College Prep uh, moves on. Uh, and they hit to Notre Dame Friday night and just rehashed that game last Friday night for us, Coach. Yeah, Um well, you know, when the brackets came out, it definitely, you know, as we were uh, getting ourselves prepared the week before on who we possibly could see, and, you know, there was a ton of movement or, you know, potentially a ton of movement. Um, originally, we were scheduled to play Green Oaks, um, but Green Oaks was playing a team called Lakeside, and, and you know, they were a 2-8 team going into that game. Lakeside was a 4-5 and five team, and um, – figured that they would probably lose that game, which they did. And then what happened is that dropped them from the 19 spot down to the 20 spot. Um, and I knew we weren't really going to move up uh, <clears throat> from the 14 spot. So we wound up having to play Lake Charles College Prep. And when I turned on the film, I went, oh, boy, that's not a very good first-round draw. Um, you know, just if you looked at their schedule and the teams that they played, um, you know, they played Westgate. I think they lost 20-12. to 12. Right. They played Iowa. They lost 17-16. I mean, you know, they played Jennings and lost by – you know three points i mean i mean they had just played some really high quality teams that notoriously are are quality programs and and ball clubs year in and year out um so i knew we had a tough challenge in front of us uh it did get increasingly 
more challenging when you know our starting quick tackle uh roan judice was out uh with an illness uh his brother gerard shank who's a starting defensive end for us he was out with an illness and then obviously javon brown too as well was out with an illness um and then unfortunately we had a an injury to gunner brown and so you know that takes three out of your you know 11 quote-unquote starters on the offensive side and then one of those guys on defense um you know who connor segura filled the role for uh, Gerard Shank in his absence um, and he's our starting tight end so he played a lot more snaps um, than he would have um, you know and, and then we were missing John David Hidalgo which I know we have talked about over the yeah. course you know the last few weeks but um, you know you really you, you know that's not one of those games you want to walk in without you know without all your bullets yeah. you know in, in the chambers um, <clears throat> you know but I will say this man I, I you know as tough of a team as they were I thought we battled and and, and I thought we competed you know extremely well you know that last that score right before halftime that was a great drive for us we, we mounted it we put it together it was a great pitch and catch by uh by chris green and or luke landry to chris green um you know chris i mean you know what can you say about him i mean as a sophomore scoring nine touchdowns i mean from a production standpoint obviously he's gonna you know he's looking to obviously have a great junior and senior year same with luke landry i mean you know his numbers are a little bit misleading the 11 for 31 you know if we go back and you look at the last you know, almost four minutes of the game when we got the ball. I mean, he probably threw eight passes that, you know, I mean, everybody knew that we were throwing it at that point. So um, I did think that he played a very well game all the way up until really, really just to the end of the game when we were just kind of pressing in, you know, everybody knew we were trying to throw it. Um, you know, but I thought when we went and scored right there, you know, I went into the, you know, into the locker room and told our guys, I was like, that was the spark that we needed. Um, you know, I thought they felt the energy and the enthusiasm. You know, we come out in the second half and we make a, a, a you know, a missed blocking assignment on the first down. And, you know, we're a team that, you know, we need to be positive, even if it's two yards on first down. You know, that just has always been um, one of those things this year for us that, you know, we, we really need to start with a situation of a second and seven or a second and eight. Um, you know, and then we get pushed back to almost a second and 12, you know, of, of a loss. And that really, you know, that we struggled with that and I'll tell you we didn't have great field position to start the game either I mean our first drive started on the five-yard line um and I thought we had kept them in check on the first drive too I mean we were motioning and and, and bouncing things around and you know we, we we had a plan that we were gonna you know run some of our traditional plays but you know in my first 10 plays that I scripted in that you know for the game I mean we went you know screenplay run play screen play run play screen play run play you know we just wanted to try and get those big bodies moving because they they actually, I would say, I mean, you remember two years ago we talked about De La Salle. I think they were actually bigger than De La Salle, which is saying a lot. I mean, because they, they had some tree trunks uh, when De La Salle yeah, showed up. pretty big kids, um, too. Uh... But, you know, I mean, with all that being said, I mean, I tell you what, you know, what a what a beautiful pass Luke made to William on the fourth down play, William Russell. And what a fantastic catch. I mean, it, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, he goes up, he high points the ball, he's in the end zone, he's coming down, but that kid just made a great play. You know, as soon as the ball was coming down, he was getting ready to go into the end zone or he was in the end zone to, you know, complete possession. And, you know, kid did what DBs are taught to do, knock the ball out. Um, I think it, I, I really think that if we'd have scored right there because the score was 20-7, to 7, we had blocked that extra point. I think if we score right there, it makes it a 2014 game. I think, you know, it probably maybe plays into our favor, maybe winning 21-20. Um, but as you said, you know, they just – 
Uh, believe it or not, with a team as fast as they are in terms of speed on the field, they don't play fast. You know, they 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 really want to grind the clock out, and that's pretty indicative if you look at the scores that they had throughout the year. I mean, they're not scoring a ton of ton of points. Um, they're scoring probably like a, a you know a, a touchdown a quarter. Um, you know, because of the fact that they play such clock control and, yeah, and, and managing twenty seven points a game. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, and one of those, obviously, I think their first game they played, they played somebody and they beat like fifty six nothing. So, or so, um, you know, again, you know, pretty close to that, you know, twenty four range if you kind of take that game out of the equation. Um, but they're a big check with me team, and I thought Coach Henry Orenberger did a great job defensively. We we showed them something that they hadn't seen. You know, we got out of our four three front and we got into a three four front, um, which we felt like we needed to because we wanted to have more second and third level uh, defenders uh, just because of how good that quarterback was. And we knew their running back can scoot, um, you know, and we really didn't want to leave. We didn't want to leave the, uh, you know, we didn't want to, I guess, give the illusion that they can throw the ball over our head. So we tried playing with two safeties for the most part. Um, but with all that being said, I thought our guys did a really well, did a, a very fine job of executing the game plan on the defensive side. They created turnovers. They got off the field. You know, Jaden Mitchell again finishes up, up with another interception. He had another chance for another interception in the end zone. Uh, Tristan Lewis had a chance for an interception too. So, and we knew that those things. If when you watch the film on those guys, you know, as talented as that quarterback is, and he can throw a pretty ball, and yeah, he can, then no. he can run, man. But I tell you, he forces the ball. You know, and when he does that, he, you know, he had turned the ball over. Um, I just think we ran out of juice. You know, I mean, Thomas Boye probably had his best game of the whole year from a defensive standpoint. He played fantastic. Denim Mason, I mean, he was really the bell cow for us on yeah. offense. You know, but I mean, this was the first time, you know, Denim had to be a primary starter on defense because we went with four linebackers. We thought it was the right fit. And unfortunately, he didn't have his counterpart with Javon in the backfield that could maybe spell him, you know, 10 10 snaps 12 snaps however it was um but i thought he i thought he rose to the occasion i mean i think he finished with close to 140 yards of total yeah, offense he had, he had uh, seven uh, six catches for 72 yards and also he ran for about 50 60 yards right as i'm saying so about 120 something yards yeah. of uh, total offense he had, a good game. he had a good game yeah and i was looking forward to seeing that because uh you know i, I you know, Javon Brown had done a good job for us all year in terms of getting the ball into the end zone. Um, you know, Denham didn't get a chance to get it in the end zone as, as often as Javon did, but I, I knew I knew Denham had the potential of having a big game, and I thought he did have a big game. And Luke did a good job, you know, taking what the defense gave early on, especially he had uh, Denham on some, some, you know, quick little swing passes or what were designed screens uh, to him, um, and, and Denham did a, a really nice job. Thought up front, I thought we did a good job. I thought, I mean, give credit to this kid, you know, Holden LeBlanc stepped in for Ron Judice and started in a game he hadn't started before. So, you know, what a way to get your first start, you know, uh, week 11 home playoff game against those guys. And I thought he held his own and did well. Um, you know, but, it, you know, like I said, I mean, it, it's it's one of those games that, you know, when you looked at it at first, you were, you know, you're like, well, this isn't the greatest draw that you can get in the first round. And then it just kind of got a little bit worse as, you know, the phone calls came in on coach. I'm not feeling well still. I'm still running fever. You know, I, I really need to stay home. And, you know, rightfully so, they made the right decision because uh, you don't want to infect anybody else. But I tell you, it would have been a lot better to, to have those guys that have definitely helped uh, in this situation 
Um, but with all that being said, you know, I know that, you know, as the season came to a close on Friday night, you know, we had five seniors that I thought, you know, poured their heart and soul out this season and did a great job, um, you know, leading this program. And, you know, I know that the record's not indicative of really of the quality of football that we played because I thought we did play some really good football over the course of the year. And we made some mistakes. We, we, we you know, we, we obviously weren't perfect. You can't be perfect if you're four and seven. But at the same time, I thought our guys did a really good job and I thought we competed to the end. And, you know, what more can you ask for? Uh, you know, in, in some ways when you're outmatched, you know, uh, oh, yeah. you know, to go out there and just go give it, you know, give it 48 minutes or take it to the 15th round. Or, you know, if you're in a boxing match, just keep, you know, keep swinging and keep throwing punches. And I thought we did that, um, you know, that that drop touchdown pass. And, you know, I say it that way. I mean, it is a drop touchdown pass. But more, the kid actually did a great job of getting the ball out. I think if William, if we score right there, I think it's just, a, I think it's a different game. Yeah, it, it, it creates a different atmosphere in the game, gets the fans back in the game and all. And uh, only being down by six, one score with an extra point, too. And, you know, when you think about it, uh, uh, Bennett Boudreaux had an opportunity, of course, the week before he kicked a 42 yard yeah. field goal. Yep. And I'm sure you felt that, hey, he can do it. Let's go at it again, too. Yeah, I did. And, uh, you know, just uh, one of those things that uh, he wasn't, uh, just didn't go through the uprights. So, uh, yeah, we, we didn't do it the greatest. I mean, like I said, those are some big boys. And, you know, one of our bigger kids, you know, just, I mean, unfortunately, just got, he got ran through, you know, and then that, that, that's what happened. And, um, you know, they were able to, you know, block the kick and, you know, but I tell you what, it was a, a not, I mean, I guess tipped the ball, but it was a good job by us. We went and recovered it uh, and they started their drive on the five yard line too off of that. So that was a, that was a good deal. Um, but I'm really proud of those, uh, those seniors, man. You know, uh, they poured their heart and souls out on the field, you know, every game. And, uh, you know, I thought they, I thought they did a great job leading this team. And, you know, I think anybody can see that the future is bright in terms of the, the, the oh, next yeah. upcoming classes that are here coming oh, yeah. through Catholic high, oh, yeah. um, so. you know, I mean, we, we, you know, we released, uh, the all district and, well, um, did. yeah, okay. so we, yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and talk about – oh, you want to do it after this? Yeah, let's, let's take go a break. ahead and take a sure. break, and you can talk about that and uh, maybe talk about uh, some of those kids that were honored by that. You're listening to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back uh, after this short break. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola and the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. B&L Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. Hi, I'm Tony Landry for Gulf America Wire Rope in Catholic High School. And at Gulf America Wire Rope is an all-field service company which is dedicated to speedy customer service and technical leadership. 
Gulf America Wire Rope is owned and operated by brothers Jed and Drew LeBlanc, both CHS graduates. Their knowledge and leadership skills were obtained through CHS has brought them success in the business world. Go visit Jed and Drew at their Broussard location, and they're always ready to talk CHS sports. And remember, go Big Red. Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. My name is Dr. Abigail Hennigan-Daly, and I'm so excited to share that I've partnered with my dad at Hennigan Team Dentistry. My roots are here in Iberia Parish. I grew up in the practice, and I'm a Catholic Eye alumni. Being able to come home and serve the people of Iberia Parish and the surrounding areas is a dream come true and a complete honor. Allow me to continue the tradition by caring for and uniting with you to develop a beautiful, healthy smile. Call our office today at 364-2156 and schedule an appointment. We look forward to hearing from you. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And, Coach, uh, you know, a lot going on uh, with school and all, but, uh, uh, you know, you had some kids that uh, – what yeah. was the all-district team picked? Uh, so the and that's the coaches that yes, take that. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So the it's the annual meeting uh, takes place the Wednesday after the last regular season game. Okay. So when we played West St. Mary on that Friday, then Wednesday it was hosted. Where, where did y'all meet? We we met in our weight room at Catholic okay. High. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So Catholic High has. Uh, I mean, I, I think even since uh, uh, Brent was here, um, we're we're considered the district chair. So as the district oh, chair, okay. Okay. We, which really means nothing to the LHSA other than just reporting who wins district for all those sports. Um, but we're the uh, so we're the district chair. So we basically we host the annual di- uh, coaches meeting at the beginning of the year. Uh, individual sports host the all district meeting. So, you know, we'll host it for basketball. We'll host it for baseball. We'll host it for softball. We obviously just did it for football. Um, we are more centrally located too. Uh, with it, the really just teams. comes down to who wants it. It's that. That's how simple <laughs> okay. it is. It's All really. Right. It's really just a matter of they'll just say ask each year for every district for there to be a district chair. Uh, Terry and I had talked about this from Lauraville. You know, he he had said if you you know if you don't mind, I mean, I, if 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 you want to give it up, I don't mind taking it. So I mean, Terry's obviously done it before. I said that's not really a big deal. I mean, it's not a t- tremendous amount of responsibility, but there's a little responsibility that comes with it. So we hosted the district meeting on Wednesday uh, this past week, and um, I'll tell you, you know, we, we've talked on the air before about this. You know, district meetings can be they all district meetings can be funny you know in terms of not not i don't mean funny and i mean funny in the sense of you know you always walk away with either you know a kid got slighted that you felt like really deserved it and then there was a kid that you know maybe was on the bubble that wound up getting on it i mean it's been like that for the last seven years for me and this was the first year that i can say honestly that i feel like nobody got slighted on our team and everybody got what they deserved which was you know which was a good deal so I'll go ahead and uh, talk just real quickly about these guys, and, and we had a number of guys. Uh, and these that, are your players. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just talking about our players. Um, the biggest, uh, the biggest 
thing that came from the all district meet uh the all district meeting was uh william russell was selected as the defensive mvp of the district which oh, wow. was a which was a significant honor for him um you know william was a uh first team all district player last year as a flex in a flex position which is equivalent to the athlete on defense and so congratulations to him and he could not have gotten that district mvp without being a first team selection so he was also a first team selection linebacker um We'll go on the offensive side. First team offensive players, Chris Green at receiver, uh, Drew Desimo at uh, offensive line, and Jaden Mitchell as a return specialist. So two sophomores and one junior. Um, second team offense, Will Menville, junior offensive lineman, Roan Judy, sophomore offensive lineman, uh, Jack Chauvin, senior receiver, and Javon Brown, junior running back. And this is second team. Second team, All yep. Right. And continuation of second team players, William Russell, uh, tight end, second team, Luke Landry, sophomore, quarterback, and then Denna Mason, also junior running back. So, um, you know, we had a ton of guys making second team, and obviously those three young men that made first team. On the defensive side, we had, again, William Russell, first team linebacker. We had Jaden Mitchell, first team defensive back, sophomore again, Thomas Boye, uh, first team flex player. So what what William made last year, Thomas Boye made this year. Uh, and then Will Menville, first and, team. And, uh, um, I want to say Boye's classification? Junior. Okay. Junior. And then Will Menville's uh, junior defensive lineman, first team. Second team players, Gerard Shank, defensive line. Uh, Bennett Woodring, uh, and Gerard Shank's a junior. Um, Bennett Woodring, sophomore linebacker. And Jackson Morris, senior safety. And then uh, Chris Green, sophomore safety. Uh, Jack Chauvin, uh, senior punter, and Bennett Boudreaux, sophomore kicker, which, you know, like I told those two guys, I said it, it had been. Any the, other the, year. Yeah, any uh, I mean, any, it's, Within it, three it, years. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy because, you know, I felt like William Russell last year, you know, considering his numbers, but, I mean, it's not even. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you know, you can't even put them up, I guess, in some ways because, you know, they have, like, the number five kicker in the country and so it, it kind of already defaults to the guys from AES yeah. and they're they're super deserving so um you know we, we, uh, how much bartering it, it goes on in these meetings without uh mentioning any names you know ki- the coaches politicking for their kids so you know and uh, do, do the stats tell the truth or it's yeah. more of the other coaches saying yeah we were afraid of him I know we weren't afraid of him or so the way that it has worked uh you know since since I've been doing it um you know, in this district, the way that we do it is if, you know, we start with offensive line, uh, they go up on the board. We're going to select five positions. Um, and, well, before I get to that, I will say we made a major change this year, which, I mean, tremendously changed how quickly we got this done. Um, we we put in into effect that uh, if you were going to have a first-team nomination, it had to be in on Sunday at 11.59 p.m., um, in order for that kid to even be uh, voted on at first team, which that helped tremendously because once I got all that information in, then I typed all that information, I sent it to the coaches. So we didn't have to go through what usually you have to do is everybody sits in a room and you start in alphabetical order of the of, of the teams in the district. So AES would be first, then Catholic High, then Delcom, and so forth and so on. And we'd start with offensive line, and then you know we'd go to you know Coach Stephen Heron over at AES, and we'd say, all right, well, who do you want uh, to nominate for offensive line? So then you stand on a whiteboard, and you you know John Smith, right? And okay, you spell John Smith. What class is he? Okay, what's his height? What's his weight? Because you gotta you gotta calculate, you gotta do all those things because you have to report that to the 
paper and you have to report that for if you have an all-state nomination that becomes laborsome you know if you got 10 offensive linemen right and then you got to do the same thing for second team and you got to do the same thing for running backs and the same thing for receiver so this new way that we did it and uh, the principals obviously all approved of it because it changed our bylaws it's a it's, it's actually in the 82a bylaws um that this is how you would handle it from a football standpoint because every di- every uh, team is a little bit different on how they do their um, or every sport is a little bit different on how they handle their all district meetings but the way that we do it in football now is we so we, we submitted the nomination so I walked in and I gave everybody a sheet of paper and it had all of the information on it we didn't have to ask anything all we had to do is just write the school name the kids number and then went to voting so I mean it, it happened we finished uh, <laughs> I think Terry and I were joking about it. Um, I, I think we finished in an hour and 24 minutes is what it was. My first year, it almost took us like four hours to do, maybe even Lauren. It was unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> so it really expedited the time. Uh, but, you know, to go to your question about, you know, is there bartering and all that stuff, you know, some sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes in terms of, you know, when you're fighting for a kid that you feel like, you know, is, is deserving of it, um, you know, everybody's got an opportunity to say their piece. Uh, but it comes down to votes, you know, and then the other thing is, is, you know, I can't vote for my kid the way that our rules are stated. If there's eight offensive linemen on the board and I put two of them up there, I have to give those two guys the numerical value of either one or two. Um, and then I have to rank everybody else as eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Um, so you have to give your guys the lowest value um of points when you put them up which is also a tricky thing because if you feel like you have two guys that are deserving on the offensive line you almost are kind of taking points away from them yes. you know i mean that's that's the that's the catch-all right yeah, it's weighted it's yeah it's 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 tough because you know you don't want to you know you don't want to throw four guys out there you might even have four offensive linemen that are deserving but it's you know, at some point, you know, that one kid that you feel like absolutely is deserving is probably going to get slighted um, just because of from a number standpoint. Uh, but like I said, I mean, I thought that we did this year. I thought the, the way that the all-district came out and or the, the nominations along with the actual selections, I thought these guys were well-deserving. And they got what they deserved. You know, I mean, like I said, I walked out and I said, whew, that was the first time ever that I, I, I didn't feel like, you know, upset for a kid or frustrated with the situation. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, my first year, <laughs> nobody ever prepares you for this stuff when you take a, a head coaching job over at 28 and you get told you got to go to the all-district meeting. And I remember sitting there as green as green could be because I didn't know what was happening. And they're trying to explain it to me. And I'm like, man, this is really this is difficult. I don't know. <laughs> this was, this was tough. So we, we actually were in a district with uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, and this was the year that St. Thomas Aquinas was the real deal. They had a, uh, a guy who was obviously – he's still playing in the NFL. They had, some, they had a guy who was uh, playing at LSU, uh, started defensive line. I think he made a stand in the NFL too as well. I think, he played, they think they played Notre Dame in the semifinals. This was back in 2015. And uh, John White was the head coach. And he had uh, he had three he had two running backs that were exceptionally good, and they rushed for almost you know two thousand yards. One of them, the other one was like fifteen hundred. I mean, they dominated the district. They beat us by like sixty. I mean, it, it, they were just that good. But we played them week four, okay. And so the team when we played them week four, one of their running backs didn't actually uh, play against us. So we're going to the all district voting, and we're at the running backs part. And, uh, you know, there's however many names up there. And uh, 
Obviously, I voted for the kid that played against us, but I gave the kid who wound up finishing with 1,500 yards on the on the season or maybe even in district, whatever, I gave him the last spot. I, I, I voted him as the as essentially as the worst one. Okay. And uh, so, you know, when you do it, you do it on like a little slip, right? And everybody, you know, the runners come around and take it and they tally up all the votes. And um, all of a sudden when they're going through all the votes and they're starting to circle names, one of the names, the 1500 runner, his name's not circled. Well, I could see John White. I mean, he's he's fuming. And I'm like, well, man, it is what it is. It's just yeah. a vote. Like, what, what am I supposed to do about it, right? Well, come to find out, they realized who was the Yahoo that that gave their kid the last vote, or his numerical value as the at the bottom it was this guy. What did I do? I made a mistake. I wrote in red pen. So they started looking at all the votes. <laughs> they started looking at all the votes, and they're like, "Who, who was this?" And then they found out that it was me. I had to call John the next day. I'm like, "Dude, I honestly, I had no idea." That's why, <clears throat> you know, doing stats actually is beneficial because you have a situation where. You know, I, I really genuinely didn't know. We didn't play the kid. I, I didn't know how great of a season he had, you know, towards the end. I didn't necessarily see that much film on STA as the season was progressing. And uh, I had to call John the next day. I'm like, look, man, I, I apologize. It was not a slight at all. And that was a big rival between sure. St. Thomas and Hannon at the time. And so uh, not a great look in my first all-district meeting when I gave probably one of the best running backs. And he, was, he was one of the top running backs in the state, too, as well, is that he was last on my list. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, so, so you know, happen. yeah, it does. I mean, and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, when you're, you're yeah. asking that question, you know, yeah, those things do happen. And John threw his papers down on the, on the table and was like, how the hell can this guy not be and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah. he's got my vote now. Put him up there. I mean, yeah. what what else is there to and be? And, you know, with, uh, with the Louisiana Sports Writers uh, Association, uh, they're still – you know, things that take place with that, you know. So, uh, yeah, maybe usually put the all-state teams together. But the coaches have an all-state team, too, if my memory yes. serves me correctly. So, in order for you to be considered a coach's all-state, you have to be um, a member of the Louisiana Football Coaches Association. So oh, you have, really? You have Didn't to pay, I know you, that? You have to pay a due. Um, but, now, you get other things with the dues other than just a nomination of all-state. So but are most of the high school what percentage do you think? I don't know a percentage, but believe it or not, it's not a lot of them. Oh, really? It's not as many as you as you think. I mean, and I say that at every all district meeting I have, I say, I, I let them all know you cannot have an all state player on the coaches for for coaches if you are not a member of the Louisiana Football Coaches Association. I mean, I say it like two or three times to make sure that people know because, you know, their kids feel like, you know, they feel like they got slighted, but it's, no, I mean, it's just a rule. It is what it is. got to pay for it. So, um, but, yeah, the sports writers comes out too as well. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to uh, the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. This ranch is not about cattle or animals. We're talking about plants and much, much more. That's the Landscape Ranch right here in New Iberia. You can find all sorts of plants such as annuals, palm trees, and container trees, as well as a variety of chemicals and fertilizers to keep them healthy. Locally owned, they provide bulk materials such as sand, soil, limestone, rock, and they'll deliver right to your doorstep. While you're there, you can visit their lobby. You'll find gifts provided by local artists. The Landscape Ranch, located where Jefferson Terrace meets Main Street. 
Looking for a quick and easy no-hassle loan? Look no longer and go visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit. The good folks at Allstate Credit are willing to help you with a small loan. They will treat you as a special and personable customer because they've been serving New Iberia for almost a half a century. So stress no longer. Come visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit at 1112 Center Street or call them at 364-4538. Allstate Credit all the time. It's Armentar Jewelers, your hometown jewelers, for all the latest fashion ideas in jewelry, watches, and diamond engagement rings. At Armentar Jewelers, we specialize in custom designs, remounting your older jewelry into something brand new. Graduation rings, traditional and unique for all area schools. Affordable fashion jewelry and watches. Service, quality, and value, always at Armentar Jewelers. Dale Street in New Iberia and Park Lafayette. Armentar Jewelers for the special moments in your life. Freeman's Food and Furniture has been locally owned and operated since 1941. With their 18,000 square foot showroom floor, Freeman's Furniture Store is certain to have what you're looking for. Need a comfortable mattress? Tempur-Pedic and Sealy are like no other, and they're only available at Freeman's. With 60-month interest-free financing, you couldn't sleep better. Freeman's Food and Furniture Complex, located on the corner of Hopkins and Admiral Doyle Drive, right here in New Iberia. Visit Freeman's soon. Times are tough right now for small businesses, but as a small business owner, you're pretty tough too. In case you needed a reminder, you started your own business. And while there's certainly more challenges ahead, the UPS store is always here to help. Should your small business need any ing, we're ready with every ing. Printing, mailboxing, notarizing, whatever ing we can do. The UPS store. Every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store franchise locations are independently owned and operated. Services pricing and hours may vary. See Center for details. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 1075. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. And, Coach, uh, you know, there are a lot of things going on at school and, uh, the Cathcart girls uh, volleyball team uh, yep. had a pretty good year. They journeyed again for the third year in a row, to my recollection, uh, to the state tournament with uh, Coach Gary uh, Westcott. And uh, they had a tough time with uh, Archbishop Hannon, but, uh, you know, the young ladies uh, performed well. Uh, and um, there's that many teams. What is there, eight teams that show up for the state finals uh, in that regard? Yeah, uh, yes. If I, um, yeah, because yeah, okay. it's a quarterfinal matchup. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I do got a, a little thing uh, to talk about girls volleyball real quick, and congratulations right. to them, and obviously Coach Westcott and his staff. Uh, this is from Coach Gary. The girls finished 27 and 15. Uh, he wants to give a special thanks to seniors Laura Leapery, Olivia Sesta, and Madeline Claus, and obviously their families too, as well as supporting the volleyball team and obviously supporting not only their girls but everybody on the team. Uh, he said he's looking forward to next season, and club volleyball will start the first week of December. And he says almost everyone on his team is playing, so that's a a good deal for and them. Cl- quickly, club volleyball is like a mixture of other schools playing against each I, other, and all. I, I believe so. Okay, yeah. all right. My ignorance is showing in that. I don't right. know, but yes, that's what I would assume. Uh, he does have his all district uh, selection, so we'll say um, most valuable player uh, given to sophomore Madison Broussard, um, uh, libero of the year Madeline Claus, coach of the year Coach Gary Westcott. Uh, first team members are Laura Leapery. Anna Kate Menville, Sanaya Rahim. Um, second team is Reese Molbear and Amelie Trappe. And honorable mention is Olivia Sestra. So congratulations to all those girls um, and their success, not only as a team but also individually. 
Uh, let me see. I got to get with Coach Brew. Uh, we did have our cross country uh, state meet today. Oh, okay. Up in Natchitoches. Yep. Um, Madeline Salzman, congratulations to her. She finished 29th out of 152 runners, and she ran a time of 21:18. Oh wow! Um, and that's what uh, three three mm-hmm. miles approximately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, and so, in terms of that, I mean, you know, we got girls basketball that is starting tonight. They're playing at Nish. Uh, we had to move our girls' soccer game that was supposed to be played tonight due to the weather that we can see is coming down pretty. Yeah, and we needed it. Pretty. Oh yeah, we definitely did pretty steadily. Uh, right now, uh, they'll be rescheduled for tomorrow. Uh, boys play this upcoming weekend. Boys basketball play this upcoming weekend, and boys soccer I think play this upcoming weekend as well, or maybe next week, the start of next week. So, um, you know, as we say all the time, you know, as the fall season ends, the the real fun begins with all the other sports because well, it's nonstop. Uh, well, with regards to the triplets, uh, they're going to get a week off maybe and get their legs under them and all before so, they head out I, to the uh, with yeah. Casey McGrew. Yeah, I talked to Coach McGrew and uh, you know he has and we pretty much all have this policy that whenever a season ends, we give all of our kids a week. Um, some kids take advantage of that. Some some kids are ready to go back. I know that those three are eager to go back onto the basketball court along with other guys too as well that play football uh, that will be playing basketball. We have a number of guys that play soccer too as well. So. Um, you know, we're just finalizing from a football standpoint. We're just finalizing doing things, you know, inventory, turning back equipment, things that were borrowed and that kind of stuff. But they'll be released okay. um, to go to their sport, you know, at the end of school. You know, seventh hour they'll be with me this week, and then they'll be released after school to go wherever they need to. And then obviously when we get back from Thanksgiving holiday, they'll go into their next uh, their next sport. Yeah, coaching, uh, we'll be here next week too, next Monday night. Well, we'll talk about maybe some of the playoffs and teams and all and sure. other things going on at Catholic High. But as always, uh, thank you for coming into tonight. Anyway, uh, the CHS Coaches Show was brought to you in part by Armitage Jewelry, Gulf America Wild Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sester Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, r r Glass, Coca-Cola, Hennigan Team Dentistry, the UPS Store, Catholic High School, Mustin Petu, United Companies, B&L Engine Repair, along with Seahorse Manufacturing. And with that, we'll say good night and God bless. Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. From the Kawasaki Ninja Sports Bikes to the Kawasaki Jet Ski Watercraft, Kawasaki and Romero Power Sports makes it easier than ever to put yourself on your dream machine. Right now, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki are offering their lowest payments of the year on all Kawasaki vehicles. Choose from the great lineup of Kawasaki motorcycles, ATVs, watercraft mule utility vehicles, and the Terex lineup of SUVs. Whatever you need, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki offer great prices, financing, and the famous Romero service after the sale. Kawasaki and Romero's Power Sports, let the good times roll at 900 South Lewis Street in New Iberia. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling.
Hi, I'm Corey Avery, co-owner of R&R Glassworks. We specialize in auto and truck glass repair and replacement, window motors, and frameless shower doors. We also handle plexiglass and storefront repair and replacement. Give us a call at 365-9311 or come by and see us at 1006D 20 Arpit Road in New Iberia. So for all your glass needs, remember R&R Glassworks. Thank you and God bless. B&L Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. 